Hey guys, my name is Danielle and you are listening to All Stitched Up, Words to Love By. Welcome back to All Stitched Up, Words to Love By. This is episode six on the word sorry. Would sorry have made any difference? Does it ever? It's just a word, one word against a thousand actions. That is a quote by Sarah Ockler. Sorry, my dog is having an allergy attack, I think. So this word sorry was um, brought to you by my stubbornness, mostly because I have a hard time saying sorry. But mostly to people in my family, not really people outside my family. But I think it's because um, the word sorry has been used so many times in our family. But when actions don't back up the word sorry, it kind of becomes garbage, right? Like, so I've um, had sorry been said to me many times. And um, I think it just... I don't want to hear it anymore. There comes a point when people don't want to hear the word sorry. They want to hear um, actions louder than the word sorry. And so I thought that quote was actually very fitting because sometimes sorry is not enough. Like you can say you're sorry, but if you don't um, show with your actions following it, then it's not something that is going to um, – the relationship or the, the resolution is not going to be solved um, because – there's no action behind it. So um, I was doing some research trying to figure out just like if anyone else had similar thoughts that I had. And um, I came across an article that had um, six different types of sorry. But the first sorry was kind of a sorry that I came up with a few uh, months ago. I think I wrote a post on it. And um, it was about... Um, dismiss the dismissive sorry. And that sorry is really falls on the person that is being apologized to because um, it sets the tone for how someone will continue to treat us. So I found myself one day, um, somebody apologized to me. I don't even remember what it was for, but I remember saying, it's okay, I'm used to it. And that's not a proactive response to an apology because what it's telling the person is it's okay for you to continue doing that because I'm used to it and that's just part of my life. But in reality, us saying it's okay just because it's a small thing, like we don't want to address small um, problems because they seem so small. But over time, they accumulate into bigger things and pain swells. And so then you have this blockage of um, you put up walls because you're just, even though you don't think that those small little minute things are a big deal, you put walls up because you're trying to protect yourself because the person keeps doing the same thing over and over. And then, um, that creates barriers in the relationship. And so by someone apologizing and you saying it's okay, it's not okay. It's never okay. And you could say something more like, I understand or thank you for apologizing, but 
saying it, it's okay, just kind of dismisses it or just say, or if you say it's okay, I'm used to it. That's also something that um, can be a hazard in your relationship. So the next, um, the, the first one that I read up on was apologizing to appease. The apology to appease reminds me um, a little bit about what we do with our kids uh, when they hurt somebody or they do something that they weren't supposed to and we make them say they're sorry and that's maybe they don't know what they're really sorry for or they don't really truly feel sorry, but we make them say they're sorry because we think that's the right thing to do. Um, and I think that that creates a little bit of um, a problem as as the kids get older because then they just say sorry just to say sorry just to avoid conflict or to get themselves out of a situation. And it is a way to um, that eventually apologizing um, to somebody will just be a way of controlling the emotions before the person has a chance to even react to it. So um, like they're doing it almost out of fear and because they know that they're going to be in trouble or that they, something's going to happen if they don't. And so then they just say they're sorry, but then it doesn't give the person the fair um, chance to really be heard or understood. And so then um, it's kind of like, um, say, like as, as, as they get older, like if there's someone in a, a relationship that's either abusive or has like an addiction to drugs or alcohol and they have like an episode of where they um, drink too much or they get violent or whatever it is. And then before the person can even react, then that the person who did something wrong is trying to control the person's emotions by just saying, okay, I'm sorry. I know, I know I, what I did. I messed up. I messed up. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But that isn't, that's not a heartfelt sorry. That's a more of like, I know you're, you're going to overreact on this or re or react period. And I don't want to deal with it. So I'm just going to say, I'm sorry, just to like diffuse the whole situation. But that makes the person that um, is, on the other end of it, not feel safe because then they don't feel like they um, are really heard or understood that their feelings are not taken into consideration in it. And so um, over time, that can be a very um, toxic way to be in a relationship. The next type of um, apologizing is apologizing on demand. And the person that has been uh, is is this type of apologetic type is a person that has been punished for the crime, and um, being punished involves humbling themselves by apologizing in front of everyone. So it's not necessarily again somebody um, not having a heart change, but more doing it out of out of a way for them to not um, have um, the repercussions long long term that they can just say I'm sorry. Um, and then everybody's happy because they said they're sorry, which it kind of reminds me of like a, like if there's like a celebrity or somebody big that goes like even maybe the president or somebody who, you know, has a huge platform that they're talking in front of and they make like a comment that is either racist or just not something that, you know, is socially acceptable um, then because they did that and they made that comment or that remark, 
then they're getting a lot of backlash for it. Like people are telling them like, that's not cool. Like we're going to stop watching your show. We're going to stop listening to your music. We're going to stop whatever it is. And then that person feels like the only way for them to get out of the situation is for them to apologize. But just because that person apologizes doesn't necessarily mean that they are, their heart has changed. That doesn't mean that they're not going to be racist or they're not going to think the same way that they were thinking before. It just means they're going to be a little bit more careful about how they, um, what they say in public about that subject. So I guess um, that, that type of apologizing um, can be also hard for some people to, um, to feel safe and understanding and feeling like that person actually truly meant what they, um, what they said when they apologized. The next apology is apologizing without apologizing. So this is um, the type of person that will use if or but in their apology. So for instance, I'm sorry if I hurt you. That doesn't say, I understand you're hurt. I under, it says, I don't really think I hurt you, but if I did, then I guess I'm sorry. Like, that's not what somebody on the other end wants to hear. So the if kind of, like, just cancels out the apology because you're not actually empathizing with the person and understanding that you did hurt that person. And so then the apology kind of becomes not, means nothing because the if is just just negates the whole thing. And then there's also the, I'm sorry if I hurt you, or I'm sorry I hurt you, but. So I know this one probably happens a lot in marriages. This one happens in my marriage quite a bit, um, where we, <laughs> my husband's looking at me, um, where we kind of hold things in. Um, this Okay, I'm going to speak about my marriage specifically because my husband and I both like to hold on to things and not, like I said about earlier, like holding on to little things because it's not a big deal at the time, but over time it accumulates. So then once you do something that you end up um, hurting the other person, like it's a big um, hit, then the person, one of us could apologize and be like, I'm sorry, you know, I hurt you, I did this, but you know, last week when you treated me this way or you did this and then you that kind of cancels out the the apology as well, because then you're just throwing something back at the person and like making it seem like it's their fault that you did that when really we're responsible for our actions. So if that was the case, then what my husband and I have learned to kind of do, try to do it a little bit more is um, apologize, but then be able to re re come back to it and say, you know, I understand that I hurt you. I wanted to talk a little bit more about maybe where that came from and why I was hurt. So that way it doesn't seem like the person is totally like their apology, your apology is dismissed um, because the person did something and it excuses it because it doesn't. So our behavior, we have to be responsible for our behavior first and then address what it is afterwards. But using the word but in an apology is completely counterproductive. It doesn't, it, it's, it doesn't work for anything. The next apology is the apologizing from guilt. This apology isn't really about empathy, but more of the person taking care of their own feelings. So it's almost like someone got themselves in a situation. Say um, someone was 
for instance, um, like, like a young person or even older person is driving recklessly, trying to be crazy and, you know, racing or whatever, and they crash their car and they crash into somebody and someone gets hurt in that, then that person will say they're sorry, most likely because they're feeling guilty. Like they are feeling like, oh man, I really messed up. And in order for them to have their feelings um, be, feel for them to feel better in the situation, they'll apologize instead of actually um, looking at the whole thing and really deeply feeling sorry that they made that mistake and that what they did. And so that's something that um, is more, the person isn't worried so much about the resolution, but more about how they feel in that moment. And that apology is also um, hard because it's hard for you to distinguish whether or not that person really truly feels sorry or if they're just trying to make themselves feel better about the situation because they're really struggling with guilt. The next type of apology is apologizing to be polite. This apology is done out of the need to gain approval for how they are. I struggle with this apology, I think. I Well, maybe not so much now, but before. Like, I would feel like I needed to apologize for every little thing that I did wrong um, as a way to just prove that, like, I am a good person. I, I, I just made a mistake. And it's okay for us to make mistakes. And we don't need to say sorry for sneezing in public. Well, maybe right now we do because the coronavirus, you know, <laughs> everybody's freaked out about that. But on a normal basis, you know, if you sneeze, um, in an elevator with a bunch of people, like there's no need to apologize for that. Just say, excuse me. But we, sometimes people that are people pleasers tend to be more apologetic as a way to just gain acceptance from people or as a way to just, um, diffuse a situation or avoid conflict. Um, and even though being a people pleaser is not always like a productive way to deal with things, um, this type of apology is a little higher level of apology because it is a, its purpose is to create positive energy. So it doesn't necessarily, um, I think it's not necessarily a terrible thing um, as bad as the other apologies because it does have good intent behind it. Um, but what it does show is a lack of confidence in yourself and that you feel like you have to apologize for just being alive. And I think that that is something that a lot of people who may have struggled in relationships with or been um, verbally abused or even physically abused, they feel the need to apologize for everything that they do wrong. Um, so it, and I don't think that this kind of apology comes from like, really deeply hurting somebody. I think this comes from just like little things. Like if you drop, you know, a fork on the floor and you like, but while you're handing it to somebody, then you like apologize for it. And it's just the little, the little apologies that are not necessarily necessary, but um, they it's more of like, oh, I made a mistake, but it's the, the constant apologizing. And I know we all have that person in our life that apologizes for everything that they do. And it needs to um, it can get kind of like, you don't have to apologize. Like, it's not a big deal. <laughs> but the person feels a high need to feel accepted um, by others because for whatever reason that they, they have a void inside of them that makes them feel like they don't even, um, that they need to apologize for the just the sake of breathing. The last apology is apologizing from love. 
And that is the most sincere apology, which I think that we have all had um, a sincere apology and there's nothing more um, fulfilling than knowing that that person understands how you feel and you feel like you can can move forward and carry on with your relationship or with that conversation or with with life because when you feel when when people don't apologize and or they they apologize and you don't really feel like it's sincere it really does make it hard for you to continue to grow with that person and so the apologizing from love um, these people are able to empath, em, empathize with the person that they hurt and this apology doesn't um, isn't demanding. It doesn't, it doesn't need something out of it other than making sure the other person feels heard, loved, and understood. And, um, this apology is the most likely, most likely apology to, um, be followed by actions and to support the apology. So this is probably the one, the, the main apology that you will get the, um, the actions behind the apology. And I mean, I've, I can tell when there's a sincere apology on, um, on my end. And I think that that's what has created me to be really hard with, um, apologizing to other people in my family, because unless I completely understand where they're coming from or what their heart is or understand what I did, it makes it really hard for me to apologize. And I think that that's why I have a hard time apologizing because sometimes I really don't feel sorry. Like when I'm, when I'm feeling hurt and I did something, then I'm probably not sorry until I'm, the hurt is gone. And until um, it's, it's really hard for you to be fully sorry until you are um, capable of taking control over your own feelings. And until that happens, the apologies don't seem like they come from a sincere place. Um, so I think that that is possibly a reason why, I mean, other than my straight up stubbornness, I'm pretty sure that's why I, um, I have a hard time with apologizing, especially as I've um, gotten older and I've heard, you know, empty, um, sorries or empty promises behind the sorries that I have chosen to use my sorry um, a little bit more lightly and only when it matters because I don't want to say sorry and then repeat the same mistake and then I sound like a broken record and then my sorries absolutely mean nothing down the road. So um, that is the apologizing from love, which I think is um, – it really just depends on the situation, I guess, and whether or not we feel like we have um, it in our hearts to apologize or if we just feel like what we did um, wasn't that big of a deal. And if you really truly feel like it wasn't that big of a deal, then maybe apologize, but make sure that the person knows that you don't, you feel the way you feel so that you're not leaving them feeling like they have to keep putting walls up and and, you know, not trusting that you're being honest with them and, and your sorries. So with all of those um, different types of apologies, um, I just wanted to clarify that I don't, I'm not saying that saying sorry is not necessary. 
because it absolutely is necessary. Um, I'm just saying that um, actions behind the sorry speak way louder than the actual word. So the sorry could be super meaningful in the moment, but down the road is really going to um, show what it, how how much it was worth um, by the actions behind it. And nobody likes a, a chronic apologizer, somebody who's constantly having to apologize for the things that they're doing. And um, I think what made me real, what made me want to talk about this is just the time that we've spent home um, in quarantine. Um, we've really been digging a little bit deeper into um, the forgiveness and just like apologizing to people that we have hurt that we haven't really stopped to um, to think about. And I actually um, last this past week got a call, phone call from somebody in my family who um, hurt me and my family um, about a year and a half ago. And this person knew that they had hurt us, but they kind of just let time go because they just didn't really know how to address it. But now that they've been, you know, stuck at home and been doing some thinking and um, they called me and was they were talking to me and I didn't really have any like hard feelings towards this person. It was just something that was kind of like, yeah, this person hurt me, but I let it go. And um, so when this person apologized to me, um, it opened up a really good um, conversation where we were, we talked for over an hour and, you know, just heard each other's hearts and just got to know each other a little bit better. And it was really it was really fulfilling to hear that because that whole situation happened over a year ago. But um, I didn't realize that I was actually still deep down inside holding on to that until we started talking about it. But then it was it just, you know, had such a release of emotions and feelings that were super helpful. And I think for her as well. And so um, I just wanted to encourage everybody that we have the time right now on our hands to think about the people that we've hurt. And, um, you know, there are some people that you may, that may have hurt you that you may never get an apology from. And that's okay too, because like I said before, um, well, actually I said this on my Instagram. I don't think I said it in a podcast, but, um, to go along with sorry is forgiveness and forgiving somebody doesn't always need an apology. The forgiveness on our end is for our sake, not for the other person's sake. And so um, if you need an apology to be able to forgive somebody, then maybe that's something that you need to address with that person. But um, not every sorry or not every issue needs a sorry in order to forgive. And so, um, but every sorry needs an action to follow up with how that person really truly feels um, to show that they are sorry. So with that being said, I will hand this over to Gunnar and Grayson. Well, Gunnar today for um, his um, flower essence and words of affirmation. What did I tell you you were going to do on my podcast? Oh, oh. our day. No, no, do that. The box flowers. Mm-hmm. Do the what? The box flower. It's a box flower. No idea what a box flower is. Really? Box flower? 
Flower essences are exquisitely refined herbal infusions, acting as nature's liquid messengers of inner health and harmony. They are highly effective, non-toxic herbal preparations that address core issues of wellness, especially emotions, stress, mental attitudes, spiritual values, and life purposes. And life purpose. Bringing balance in these areas is a major factor in developing sound mind body health. These essences can be employed in a variety of contexts, from home health care to professional practice. This week's flower essence to go along with the word sorry is crab apple. Patterns of imbalance. Feeling unclean and impure. Needing to release physical or psychic toxicity. Also, obsessed with imperfection or cleansing rituals. Positive qualities. Cleansing and restoration. Bringing a sense of inner purity. I experience cleansing on all levels of my being. I realize inner purification as a way to clarify as a way to clarity of consciousness. I accept my imperfections as I grow more healthy and balanced. I cleanse myself of any toxicity or disharmonious disharmonious energy. I feel clean, clean and harmonious. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. James 5, verse 16. So thank you for um, listening to episode 6 on the word sorry. I hope that it was helpful and um, useful to your daily lives. Next week, um, I my week's my um, order of words have gotten a little messed up because of the coronavirus quarantine. I was supposed to be interviewing a friend who's going to be releasing her book, but that isn't going to happen this next week. So um, I decided that I'm going to bring Josh on, my husband, to um, to just do a Q&A or just kind of have a conversation. We're not really sure what the word will be, but I'm sure we'll come up with one during our conversation. So hopefully um, you guys will be back to hear that next week. Have a great week, and I hope that you're all staying safe from COVID-19.